What's going on, everybody? This is Rollers on Tap. I'm your host, Evan Kelly, sitting here with my co-host, Mr. KK. What it is, what it do, what it ain't. We are glad to be back. It's been a little while. Took about a month off, summer vacation. Yeah, a little summer vacay. Somebody uh took a nice little trip to Hawaii. Got some big news out of it, right? I did. I am now an engaged man. So, all right, wedding coming soon, I guess. All <laughs> all the women that listen to this podcast now. Yeah, I'm I'm off the market. Off, the, off the market, market officially. So, well, a lot's happened since our last show. I think our last show was uh, right before the finals. We were heading into the finals, and then, as you all know by now, it was a sweep. So things just kind of happened so quickly. There was no point in uh, trying to fit in a show before they ended. I mean, it finals took all of about one week, and then yeah, yeah. after that, there was that was it. So we definitely have some good stuff to talk about today. But first off, we know this is Ballers on Tap. Uh, I think KK brought us a, a selection today, so so tell them what we got here. All right, today we have a pale ale out of San Diego. It's called the Stone Ripper. It says on the can, a ripping swell of juicy hops. I have never heard this one. I just saw it in the store and I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. The can got my attention. Yeah, it is a see. cool looking can. It's got like a devil on the front, Yeah, but with some cool designs, a ripping swell of juicy hops. Uh, let's see. Like I said, it's out of SoCal, like the San Diego area. It's uh, coming in at 5.7% alcohol, so it's pretty good. Pretty typical for a kind of a regular beer. I know we've had some heavy ones on here. This one's more in line with your traditional beer. Uh, says this has a accent, an Aussie accent. So... It's going to taste like whatever the Aussies kangaroo. drink. Yeah, whatever the Aussies <laughs> drink, that's what we're trying. And it does say uh, it has a juicy passion fruit and grapefruit taste. So yeah. I'm, but, not, I'm not too too keen on the grapefruit. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not excited big, about that. Yeah, I'm not a big grapefruit guy, but it's, it's weird. It's also not a sour. So, I mean, I'm expecting it to be kind of fruity, but at the same time, it's a pale ale. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking it's going to really taste more like a pale ale. With like, I think the fruit will kind of be more in the background. Yeah. Whereas like with all of these sours we have, the fruit's the, the main part of it. So, I mean, you ready? Yeah. Let's crack right, it open. So let me uh, let's pop this one open. First time with a beer. Oh man, that smell! It smelled. Did you get that smell? Yeah, it smells I def- good. Yeah, it smelled really good. It smelled really fruity. Yeah, it smells really good. Let's try it. All right. Let's see here. What you thinking? It, does, it smells a lot better than it tastes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I cracked it open, like it smelled really good. It smelled really fruity, but uh, I can kind of get the, I guess like you said, the fruitiness towards the back end, but I can't get past like really the bitterness. Yeah, I mean. That's what I got. I mean, it's definitely a pale ale. I mean, it tastes just like kind of any, any regular IPA. Yeah. 
which I mean, if you like the IPAs, I mean, they're a little bitter, like a little bitter hops. And I mean, I do think they describe it the way it tastes. It's a IPA with well, a San Diego PA mm-hmm. with like just little hints of fruit, but I think what you were expecting when you smell it, yeah, it smells fruit. Yeah, it, it smells like oh my god, it smells like some of these. I almost smell like some of these sours we've been having, yeah. or like some of these real fruity ones that we've really liked this summer. This one smelled like that, but yeah, it's it really tastes. Is it? It's a good pale ale. I mean, it's a good beer, but I don't know. I still I think maybe it's just because we're here in the summer. It's hot. I mean, it's hot right now. Recording this. I do want something a little more refreshing than this. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely not one of my favorites. No, it's not one of my favorites. It's not not the worst. Though. Like, it is what it is. It is exactly what it says it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little more bitter, like the aftertaste. I mean, it's more bitter than anything. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, the aftertaste of it stays pretty bitter. Yeah, this is, I think this might be one of the worst ones we've had, we've tried. In my opinion, worst mm-hmm. ones I've tried. I don't know about the worst. I don't know. We've had some good ones on here, though. Yeah, we've had some good ones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, rating, if we're going to go out of 10, like we kind of started doing towards the end. Yeah. I mean, I, I, weeks. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of this at all. I'd give it like a four. I'm going to say, I'll, it's, you, probably, it's something I probably won't grab. You're it. always tougher. I'll give it like a, like a five. Yeah. Really, if it did something else on the back end, because tasting it is fine, but there's something weird about the aftertaste that like just stays around um, in your mouth. I don't know. Like it never, it stays bitter. It never. Yeah, it doesn't change. I definitely understand that. So, props for the can design, though it is badass. Yeah, the can's really cool. Cover props, scheme's really cool. Props to Stone Ripper. Like again, I mean, they say exactly what it is. I just don't think either of us are are feeling it. No. that that much so you gave it four i give it a five so we'll go in with a four and a half four and a half 4.5 stars that being said let's move on from this on tap section so today's show we're definitely going to touch on what's been going on with the braves again we've been off for about a month so we're right here kind of in the middle of these dog days of summer come up here on the all-star break and then we're going to talk about probably my favorite thing, NBA free agency. And of course, big thing that's been going on here this last month, we got to kind of recap what's going on with this World Cup. I know we've both been watching it all we can. You would ask me six years ago, was I going to be watching it this much? Probably not. But I mean, I've definitely gotten more into soccer. I think you have too. Oh, yeah. Over the last couple of years. So definitely touch on some World Cup here at the end as well. But. This is primarily going to be some NBA free agency. But that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the Braves. All right, with the Braves. You know, when we left off about a month, maybe a month and a half ago, our last broadcast, our Braves were number one sitting in the first and the NL East. A month and a half later, we are still number one, sitting 13 games above 500 with a game and a half lead over the Phillies. So, I know pretty much every week when we talk about this, it's like, oh, can we sustain it? And like, whoop de whoop. Yeah, I think we can. Sustain. I think we are for real now. I'm pretty much sold. We got a week left before the All Star break. I think we're. I think 
I think we're serious. If you're, I think we're if contenders. We're this deep into the season, yeah. where we're at, it's not a fluke. Yeah, I would have expected if we were going to drop off, I would have expected it earlier. I I think we're I think we're for real. But we still there's some things that we need to do to make our team better. So hopefully the GM see that because we need some bullpen help. Yeah. The only the things that worry me are every time we kind of start to fall off, it looks like we're not hitting our peak, but it looks like <clears throat> we definitely slow down. And you start to see like the Nationals start to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, we still got people behind us coming for our spot. I feel like if we're this good at this point in the season, it's time to go all in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think the GMs will do that. I think they'll, yeah, it's time to go all in. So let's, I think we need a, a frontline starter and we definitely needed some bullpen help. We, I think we need a closer. But right now the Nationals are really struggling. It's these damn Phillies there all over our back, yeah. which... They're not a team that I'm still scared of the Nationals more because Nationals with that roster they can turn that. I think they're a game under 500 right now, but they can turn that around in a heartbeat. But we swept the Cardinals last week. We're just coming off a three game series against the Yankees, which hey, they're the best team in baseball. We lost two out of three, but that's one of those things you can kind of live with, especially since you just swept the Cardinals. But now we're starting a four game series with the Brewers, starting tonight, Thursday, and they have the best record in the National League. Also, back on Monday, when we started the series with the Yankees, winning percentage-wise, those were the two best teams in the majors. Well, as far as uh, American League and National League. We had the best record in the National League. Yankees had the best record in the American League, which is pretty cool to, to even say that we had the best record in the in the league, you know? Yeah, I mean, I remember us talking <clears throat> right before week one of the season, and we definitely didn't expect this. Heck no. <laughs> and like you said, yeah, we keep going back every week. Can we sustain this? I yeah. mean, yeah, we've taken that month off and now it's like, okay, yeah, this is for real. But I mean, I still remember that, that first one talking about it and we were not supposed to be that hot. Mm-mm. So, I mean, you, you heard it from KK here first. I've been hesitant for so long, but I, I'm jump. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm going all in. I, I'm with the Braves. I, we're, I think we're contenders. We're playoff. We're a playoff team. I'm all in now. I've been, I've been hesitant because I've been let down so many times before by not just the Braves, but it seems like every team that I like. But I'm all in. Ballers on tap. We're all in. All in. So it's it's time. Go after the All Star break. <clears throat> we got to make some moves. Yeah, and the trade deadlines a couple weeks after the all-star. Break. Yeah. So that's so, when we'll really know, really need to know. We I, got, we got to make some moves. I, I would assume having that break in there, that's when the front office is really going to sit down and you know, they, they're not worrying too much. They'll be able to kind of meet with everybody, not the players, but front office management actually get to talk about what's going to happen going into the second half of the season. So that, that'd be my expectation is yeah. Those, those couple weeks after the all-star break, I expect to see some moves. Now, do you see anybody in the lineup right now possibly getting being traded? traded? I really don't. I think what we're going to do, because I, I like our lineup. I really do. I think what we what we would do is when we do trade for somebody, we're going to be sending prospects. Players we haven't even seen yet. The That's farm what, system. Cause our, yeah, our farm system <laughs> that we keep talking about, I mean, it, it's loaded. It is. 
And those are great assets to, to trade. A couple more things before we move on, though. Ronald Acuna, you know, last time we were talking, he was hurt here at that ACL. Yeah. But he's back now. He had a game-winning home run the yeah, other night. Doesn't he's, look doesn't yeah. look any different. No. He's still out there balling, yeah. doing his thing. I mean, that's what – physically he looks healthy, but I'm glad he kind of – his bat picked up right yeah. where it left off because mm-hmm. it, it could have easily been one of those, all right, he feels fine, but still got to take a yeah. second to kind of get back in the swing of things. I got you. No pun. <laughs> swing of things. <laughs> but, no, he's, he's looking good, and that's great to see. Yeah, so the last thing I want to touch on is the All-Star game, which we just talked about is next week. And as it stands right now, the All-Star voting ends tonight. We got Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman, and Nick Markakis all in line to start, all leading their positions and votes. And Nick Markakis, I want to say he's been in the league for 15 years. This will be his first All-Star game. That's awesome, which he has been balling. He's top three in the league in batting average, so he definitely deserves it. I'm really proud of the Braves fans for getting behind these guys and getting their votes up. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. So... See, and then we got Brewers, basically that series with the Brewers coming up. It's a big series. How do you see that going? When you go, uh, it's a four-game series, so you would love a split on the road. just two and two. But I don't know. I I know the Brewers are good, but I just don't know much about the Brewers. Yeah. So, I mean, if you go before this homestand started, because Cardinals are a strong team. Than the Yankees, of course. But after those six games, you're sitting at four and two. I mean, you'd be happy with that anyway, going into this 10 game homestand. So if you go in and uh split the series two two, a six and four 10 game road road trip, that's not bad at all. Hell, you gain two games. Oh, so yeah. that's yeah. nice. But right. if if we do lose, yeah. We hope the Phillies will lose too. Yeah. Because they're they're Chomping at our heels, and yeah, the hope now. I mean, everybody's just kind of playing to get to the break. So yeah, once I think once the All Star break passes, we'll really see everybody kind of kick it into that next gear. Yeah, and I, I think the Na- I think the Nationals are seven games back right now, behind us. I think they're they're going to kick it in the next gear. Yeah. They're they're too good not to be hanging around back there. Yeah, I'm I'm still confused about these Phillies because they just keep playing. I mean, they're having a great year along with the Braves, but if you when you look at the Braves, you're like, I understand why they're having a great year because you have these players, da da da. Phillies, I, they just, I don't know, they're just putting in guys and they're just, they're just doing a good stuff. Year. They do have a great pitching staff, I'll give them that. Still, they're one of those, I mean, towards the beginning of the season when we look at the standings every week, they were always up there. And I thought, okay, I don't know if we can sustain it, but I was definitely expecting the Phillies <laughs> to start falling back yeah, at we, some point. Yeah, I had a lot more faith in, in the Braves than the Phillies. Which everybody did too. So, but hey, I'm excited. I say this every week. We're just going to have to keep, see how it goes. It's a long season. Yeah, definitely. So, well, that's what's going on with the Braves. So, let's just kind of go ahead and uh, jump in next. I want to switch it up a little bit. Kind of want to touch on the World Cup at the end. So, yeah. before we jump into this free agency, let's go ahead and, uh, do it it is our hangover of the week hangover of the week okay and we explain this every week but it has been a while 
So if you're new or if you forgot, our hangover of the week is something that we're just tired of hearing about. It could be a story that we're ready to retire. Don't talk about it anymore. But it's something that keeps getting brought up. And every time it gets brought up, it gives us a headache. Makes me want to just lay down. I'm tired of hearing about it. I need some Pedialyte because these (laughs) stories are just giving me a hangover. So this week, I'm going to let KK start off with his. Because his is a little more uh, relevant to what was going on with the NBA Finals here not too long ago. So Mm -hmm. go ahead and take it away. All right. Yeah, so this is just a story I've heard for two years now. We've all heard it. And I, uh, yeah, I'm just like sick of it. Like I'm, I'm tired of hearing these people complain and cry about it. You know, two years ago, matter of fact, two years ago to the day of yesterday, July 4th, KD came out and said he was joining the Warriors. Now, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm a KD guy. That's my favorite player. I wasn't too happy about it. But when you sit back and start to think about it, and you're like, yeah, he just joined this team that's already so great. But we'll see how it goes. You kind of just you kind of just sit there like eh, whoop whoop. Well, the thing is, these past two years, this is KD's team. The the Warriors that won the last two finals, they won it because of Kevin Durant. Now I can see if KD joined the team and KD just kind of rode the coattails, averaged twenty points a game, just kind of just kind of there, just adding another scoring option. But no, he's taken over this team, and that's what Steph Curry and the, the Hampton Five, when they met, that's what they sold to Kevin Durant. It's like, hey, as in Steph Curry, hey, I've won two MVPs, but as you come here, like, this is your team. Like, we don't we don't care. Like, we're just trying to get get these rings and trying to have fun. So that was so – so I'm, like, just tired of hearing people all, all over Twitter crying about – well, for one, they're crying now because Boogie – We'll get into this later. Boogie just signed to the Warriors. So now that everybody's crying about, oh, you see what KD started creating these super teams. No, Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant came to this team that was already good. But he has elevated that team. And he is that team. And Because I'll, I'll be right there with the with the next guy if KD just came there and pretty much not ride the bench, but was just kind of like a role player. Just kind of made, made them a little bit better. But no, he came there. He's their focus. Hell, you look at Game 3 last year. Hell, definitely you look at Game 3 this year. That man was on a mission, and he he took over. He won. They won the NBA Finals because of Kevin Durant both years, and it's going to continue to be like that because everybody's continually crying about, about how he started and LeBron ain't doing that, and he did his own thing, which I don't agree with anyway. You look at LeBron, he went to Miami. Yeah, that's cool, but he also recruited Chris Bosh, and he went with Dwayne Wade. But anyway, I'm just tired of hearing that story about KD starting this little super team, little fad that's in the NBA NBA right now. So it's just time to retire that story. And I got something to say about that, <laughs> about these super teams, but I'll, I'll hold it off to that till the next segment. So I'll go ahead and jump in. My hangover of the week. It's a story really just coming out yesterday, today. But it's just, I mean, I've been sick of it for a couple of years now. And this is just like another story about all this. And I don't even want to talk about it because these people just like having their names talked about anyway. <laughs> but 
And again, we're going to get way more into this in this next segment. But LeBron went to L.A. Lakers, with that move, started bringing in some other pieces, some other veterans. Apparently, word on the street was that Lonzo Ball was on the trade block. That (laughs) the Lakers think now with LeBron and some of these other pieces they've brought in, they don't have to have Lonzo Ball there. They can trade him away for some other assets. And then a report came out saying, oh, well, uh, Lonzo's got a knee injury. And then new reports coming out today and yesterday that from the Lakers camp saying they think those reports of Lonzo's knee injury are coming from the ball camp. That basically the balls put that out there to scare other teams away so that Lonzo doesn't get traded to anybody else. They want him to stay on the Lakers. That's where they live. Now he gets to play with LeBron, blah, blah, blah. So my hangover of the week is now this official, now that LeBron is a Laker, I do not see this Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball circus working with a man like LeBron. Yeah. Now LeBron and and not Lonzo, LeVar, the dad, for those of you who don't know, LeBron and LeVar have already traded some words last season when LeVar basically said something about LeBron's kids. Nothing terrible, just saying, oh, his kids aren't ever going to be able to live up to him, blah, blah, blah. And LeBron basically said, he doesn't need to be talking about my kids. That's that's not right. So they already got something there. And then just with all these antics, I mean, I've been, again, I listened to all the shows. LeVar made his way around Fox Sports the other week, right before the draft, trying to get his other son drafted, <laughs> which didn't happen either. I was like, they're just happy to be in the NBA. They talk about greatness all the time. Oh, Lonzo's so great. He's going to play with the greatest. I think they're just happy to be where they're at. Yeah. And you can't have the dad of the NBA player making more noise in the locker room than the actual player. Because last year he called out and said, these players don't respect Luke Walton, the coach. And that was a big deal. Apparently Magic didn't like him saying that. All this stuff, front office isn't really down with LeVar. I do not see Lonzo Ball staying on this team throughout the whole year. And mainly due to his dad just mouthing off. Because when it's midseason and they're struggling, because LeBron signed a long-term deal for the first time in forever, showing he's willing, he knows this isn't going to be an overnight success. Yeah. When it's midseason and they're struggling just like they did this last year, because that's when that's when LeVar Ball came in. It was like midway through the season, and he started talking about the coaching and all this stuff. LeBron's not going to want all that, and you better believe if LeBron goes to Magic Johnson and says, look, man, you got to get this guy out of here, they're gone. So that's my hangover of the week. I'm just tired of hearing about the balls, and I've been tired of hearing about them for the last two years now. But then with this story, I think this I think this is taking it to another level of them putting out injury reports to stop the Lakers from being able to trade away this guy. I think that's way different than just criticizing their coach publicly. Now you're now you're messing with the Lakers business. I think the Lakers patience with these guys are gonna wear thin really soon. So that is my hangover of the week. All right, so moving on, 
here's kind of the meat of the show right here. I called it before the finals even started that this offseason was going to be a crazy one. I love NBA free agency every summer, but obviously it's even better every time LeBron is a free agent because wherever he goes, it shifts the whole power of the NBA. And uh, so might as well just go ahead and jump off with, with what LeBron did. Uh, he really didn't get, keep people waiting. There were reports saying we would know by July 4th. And uh, the news came out last Sunday, right before the July 4th holiday, that uh, LeBron is now LeBron with the mm-hmm. L-A because LeBron is officially a Laker. So, reports are, obviously, LeBron's got a house in L.A. He was he kept saying, oh, it was going to be a family decision, wanted somewhere his kids would be comfortable. He already had a house in L.A. and a house in Cleveland. His sons, he wants them to go to the same school for a few years. A lot of people don't know it, but LeBron does have a production company, too, in L.A., which, from all reports, are that the production company actually does put out a lot of work. It's not just like oh, a wow. shell company. He just puts some money into. So I think, I, I mean, I think LeBron wants to be in that type of scene anyway. I mean, honestly, I think he liked it in Miami better than being in Cleveland. Nobody wants to be in Cleveland. In the words of Joakim Noah, he's like, <laughs> when's the last time you took a vacation to Cleveland? So... LeBron, while wow, he was in Chicago, by the way, yeah, because yeah. everybody goes to Chicago for vacation. I actually have been to Chicago for vacation. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, so reports are apparently, um, the restrictions came off at midnight. Um, what was it? Saturday night. No tampering. So Magic Johnson apparently was at LeBron's house at nine o one p.m. Western time, which is midnight mm-hmm. Eastern time. And uh, reports are that Magic was at his house for three hours. They talked some stuff out. Next day, reports come out. LeBron's going to the Lakers. What's what? I mean, how do you take that? Did you see it coming? Did it come as a surprise? Do you see him fitting in better anywhere else? I mean, it's been the rumors pretty much all year as far as where he would go. It would be the Lakers. I didn't think he'd actually go there because I didn't think he would go to the West where it's so much tougher to make it to the finals year in, year out. But I think I think his mind was made up. Like Even if he would have won the championship this year at Cleveland, I think he was going there anyway. I think he's, at this point in his career, he's he's thinking about his family, his sons playing basketball. And that's one of his dreams is playing with the sun. That's one of his, I guess, his last thing he wants to accomplish before he, before he retires. But so, yeah, I yeah I was still surprised about it, even though I kind of knew it was coming. But it's still weird seeing, and it's going to be even weirder when we actually see him play. Yeah, we haven't even in that seen yellow, him. Yeah, in that yellow in Staples Center, that's, that golden purple. It is weird to think about. A lot of people are saying this is kind of the worst kept secret for the last year. I mean, a lot of people thought he was going to be going to L.A. Mm -hmm. But then I remember the Lakers got off to such a terrible start that people thought, "Uh, maybe not. He's not going to want to go to a terrible team. But I do think basketball-wise, 
it doesn't make the most sense. I totally agree. He's going to a team with a lot of young guys. They didn't have a great year last year. Obviously, they're going to bring in some pieces. I think, talking about that three-hour meeting between him and Magic, I think that was definitely part of the discussion was, okay, I want to come, but you got to bring in this type of player here, here, and here, which we'll talk about that in just a second. But right now, just focusing on LeBron, I honestly thought he might go to Philly. And it did break the last day that that LeBron was still in talks with Philadelphia. Now, granted, him and Ben Simmons... people were. Yeah, granted, him and Ben Simmons were similar players. They kind of play the same style, same position, really. Kind of a point forward, if you will. But I still thought if he could go there, have a J.J. Redick who just resigned, kick out shooter, have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, kind of seeing how they played in the playoffs, I could have totally seen him in Philly. But I don't think that's where he wants to kind of round out his career. I mean, not that he's going to retire here in three or four years, but I don't see him. I don't think he would have wanted to stay in Philly long term. Yeah. So that and that's the other big news about this contract is LeBron's been famous for every team. I mean, these even the Cavaliers contracts lately. He's not signing these long contracts. He's signing two year contracts with an option after the first year that he mm-hmm. can opt out. So this contract with the Lakers is a four year contract with an option after the third year, and I think that really shows his respect for Magic. Is he realizes this is not an overnight project. Hell, even going to Miami, that team was stacked and they didn't win their first year. It still took them two years to get things going. So I think this is a huge vote of confidence from LeBron to Magic saying, look, I'm here for at least the next few years so you don't have the pressure of we got to get it done right now or he's leaving. You bring in the pieces. Let's build this up over maybe two years and let's see what we can make happen. I also think he just has a ton of respect for Magic. Really, they play the same way. LeBron has never yeah. been a Michael Jordan type. He's more like Magic. 6'9 guy that can run point guard but can also play every other position. I think he's always kind of looked up more to Magic than Mike. Yeah. And LeBron is a businessman. He's one of the better ones out there. And when you talk about ex-NBA players that are successful in business, you got Michael Jordan with obviously his shoe deal and everything else he's done. But other than that, it's magic. Magic has invested in all types of businesses. He was real big about bringing Starbucks to like the inner city mm-hmm. and made a ton of money off that. I think LeBron just knew like you surround yourself with people you want to be like. If he can go be around magic and learn from him on and off the court these next couple years, it'll be better for him as he exits the league to learn from a businessman like Magic. But, like I said, it doesn't surprise me he's in L.A. It makes sense for him, basketball-wise. It doesn't scream he's just trying to go get a ring this year, which I don't think he needs to at this point in his career. He's got rings. Yeah, I don't... When he went... Going to L.A. and signing a four-year deal, I give him like so much credit for that because it clearly shows that he's not going for the ring. I mean, yeah, granted, yeah, he wants to win a ring. I mean, don't get me wrong, but he knows it's going to be a process. Exactly. And I think he, he's at that point in his career, then, like, I think he's 
willing to accept like if he doesn't win another one it's okay because i'm in la i'm trying to build my for my family and like you said learn from magic yeah business wise because that's a great business guy to learn after and i think he's he's always wanted to be in la he always has i think i think part of him does realize too if he goes to la and wins ring there then all this talk of him joining teams i mean we still talk about him having to join miami but all that talk kind of gets wiped away because if he goes to LA, which was a terrible team and wins here in the next couple of years, then he will have one in Miami travel back to Cleveland, one in Cleveland traveled to LA resurrected that franchise one in LA. I think he, it kind of will change the narrative of wherever LeBron goes, you get a ring versus like, you're just kind of talking about the KD conversation we look at it more as LeBron has to go somewhere to get a ring. Yeah. It, it depends on who LeBron brings in. Because when I when I was when I was like, yeah, he's going to go to LA, he's going to bring people with him. Like he's going to have something planned out. So then you hear Paul George ain't going to LA. So then I was like, oh wow, LeBron must not be going cuz yeah. it in my head I'm thinking LeBron, Paul George, and maybe, maybe Kawhi. Kawhi or maybe DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. And those, I think that those was your three big that, superstars. That was the big shocker, and that's another one. So Paul George was a free agent, and hell, Ivan Ballers on Tap tweeted out, said Paul George just declared free agency. Bad news for OKC. Yeah, because he didn't re-sign with them immediately. He he entered the free agent market, and I guess he ends up he liked OKC. I guess I think he liked Westbrook more than anybody really thought, and Westbrook actually recruited him, and. I think it was a shocker to a lot of people that he re-signed with OKC. I mean... And a lot of people did see that as kind of ruining the Lakers' chances. Yeah. All props to OKC for their pitch and getting him to commit. Because I did not think that was going to happen. I saw something that uh, if he stays there for... He has an option at... Like in his like last year, I think it's a five or six year contract, or I think it might be five years. And he has an option after the fourth that if he stays there with that fourth, because it's one of those contracts where OKC then gets to offer him more money than anybody else is allowed to. Basically, if he opts in with that next largest contract in that last year, he will average something like $40 million for each year. <laughs> and that's, that's crazy. Money talks. That's yeah. a lot of money. And I know it just came out, uh, I think it was last night. OKC is, they just met the highest cap on the luxury tax, yeah. $300 million. So now they're going to have to pay $150 million in just luxury tax fees. Which they wouldn't Which, do to keep yeah, Harden. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, you look back to those days, you had Russ, KD, Serge, and Harden. And so I was like, oh, well, we can't pay all four because we're – Back then, Scott Presti, they were kind of cheap. Yeah. And so they chose, all right, we're going to cho- choose Serge Ibaka over James Harden. Well, you all know how that goes. But now it's, well, for one, Carmelo, he's going to, he bought in to his $28 million. You know, he's going to do that regardless. Yeah. So you got to pay that man $28 million. Then you got Russ's millions, which he's deserved. So then you get Paul George to commit. And then you they've signed Nerlens Noel. They signed Jeremy Grant. They re-signed Raymond Felton. I like some of their moves. I still don't think they're quite there yet, but I still think 
they're not going anywhere as long as they got Carmelo. I still think that's just a drain on him. I wish he would like stop being so selfish and have that ego about him and just realize that he's better off the bench. But this man, he's been like that his whole time in the league. I mean, he forced his yeah, way out of Denver and people talk about how great he is. Did he really do anything in New York? <laughs> like New York really Yeah, what well, I think they made it to the playoffs one time. Yeah, I mean, Carmelo is what he is. I've I've talked about it multiple times. I'm not getting into it, but yeah, props to OKC. They're heading to the right direction, and re-signing Paul George was He's huge because I think if he would have left, that would have been kind of the end of OKC, OKC. being Cause, a yeah, strong I Western Conference team. In a couple of years, Russ would have left. Yeah, and it would have just been yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about these other moves the Lakers have then made after after they signed LeBron. That was the big news originally. They signed LeBron. We didn't know anything else going on. Next person I heard, and this blew my mind, they signed Lance Stevenson. Yeah. And I texted you. <laughs> it blew my mind because I would have never thought it would have happened. There, People have come out of the Pacers camp saying they never thought Lance would have left the Pacers for the, that. But I texted but you. I don't. I don't think he got an offer though from the Pacers. No, but they're just saying like they they never would have saw him going and yeah. joining up with LeBron. I mean, you got money calling, then you can exactly. Go get it. But to me, it makes perfect sense because over the years, who is the one person that yeah. has like gotten under LeBron's skin? Even in these last playoffs, Lance had he has games where LeBron will work him, but he also has games where he almost shuts LeBron down, mm-hmm. and. He has that mental edge on LeBron that even as LeBron has gotten older and has become kind of a tougher guy to break, something about what Lance Stevenson does to him just stays up in his face the whole game, works. And I I think a big part of this was LeBron telling Magic, look, I want to come. You got these young pups. They really don't know what's going on. I need some tough guys around me. Yeah, I need some, some guys who are going to, not physically fight, but I need some guys who are going to go out every night and really kind of bump some guys around. Yeah, and because look at his last year at Cleveland. Exactly. He didn't have any of those he, guys. He didn't have any tough people. No. I mean, so I think he really told Magic, look, I need some some tough guys. So they bring in Lance, who, I mean, he is a great defender, and then he's kind of like a JR. He might get you five points, he might get you 20. Yeah. But he's a better defensive player. And then the other big news, they brought in Rajon Rondo, who actually, I mean, I'm not a Rondo fan, but he actually just had one of his better years with New Orleans. He Mm -hmm. looked like he was getting back to old Rondo with the Celtics. So, and Rondo's another tough guy. He's not like a flashy point guard. He's a get-in-your-face, and I mean, he's kind of a mean dude. Mm -hmm. And so now you have him as your point guard, potentially, and I think LeBron is just working the system, telling Magic, look, bring in these tough guys with me so it's not just me and a bunch of young pups. That being said, adding Rondo, that makes the whole Rondo-Lonzo Ball thing interesting. It does. I did see LeVar Ball was on CNN, and they asked him about it. Not Lonzo, LeVar. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, he'll be a nice backup. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't see that. To be honest, I mean, because I know, yeah, like you said, LeBron has a say in all these moves. And back to Lance Stevenson, that's the guy you hate to play against, but you love to have him on your team. Yeah. He's one of those guys. I think of a, a Marcus Smart is like that, too. 
But yeah, so you go out and get Rondo. When they got Rondo, I was like, well, you got Lonzo. So I th- I think they're getting rid of Lonzo. <laughs> I, which, like you said earlier in your hangover, supposedly he was on the trading block. Then they released the torn meniscus news and supposedly from the ball camp, which that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, so I just think them signing Rondo, I think he is going to be their starting point guard. I really do. I think they're going to trade Lonzo. But you now you got to find somebody who's going to take Lonzo. And it's not just taking Lonzo. You're taking LeVar. That's the thing that scares people away. Yeah, like that should never be the case. Is Oh, no. Because you look how you said LeVar made a trip through uh, Fox Sports a couple yeah. weeks ago for the draft. Trying to sell, uh, what is it, Leang- Leangelo? That one's yeah. Leangelo. And then and you the got youngest one's LaMelo. LaMelo, yeah. Or, yeah, something like that. But anyway, so he's like selling like... Yeah, my son kind of pretty much just to sell him, try to get drafted. Well, it's not just maybe a team would have took a flyer on your son, but they don't want to take a flyer on you. Exactly. And that's where you're hurting them. I mean, to me, it's kind of the whole people are going to take this the wrong way. It's kind of the whole Tebow effect. Not saying Tebow is like LeVar Ball, <laughs> but you bring Tebow in, you're going to get a circus around you. And that's what LeVar is, except yeah. he's a much more annoying circus. Uh, he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I can kind of stay in Tebow now, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, you're not just dealing with the player. You're dealing with the family and you know who else is dealing with the family right now? Kawhi. And look how that's turned out. Now Kawhi all of a sudden is just going off whatever his uncle is saying. And that's, this man, I don't know what's wrong with this man. Well, yeah, let's move off, off these Lakers. Cause I mean, I'm not just Lake Show right now. Well, so, so did Kawhi. He moved off the Lake yeah. too. <laughs> so let's talk about, okay, Kawhi got his situation down in San Antonio, hanging out down there, been basically sat out all last year. People are saying he does not want to go back to the Spurs. He's demanding a trade. There's even been some talks that he could sit out all next year if they don't trade him. Which, yeah, he which said to, he would. To me, that's so unprofessional because – you signed a contract. You're getting paid this money. Yeah, you want them to trade you. But, like, if I'm having a bad day at work and I don't want to go into work next week or next month, I can't just sit out of work. <laughs> you know? Like, you got to go play. I get you don't want to risk injury. And if that was the legitimate case, but come on, by this year, he should be 100%. And I think that's where this whole rift comes from is last year he was supposedly better. He said he didn't feel like he was ready to play. The Spurs doctors were saying he was ready to play. And I think where the real rift began was, I think Pop kind of sent a message through his guys, and he had Tony Parker come out in the media saying, oh, my injury was 100 times worse, and I was back in that time frame. That's kind of messed up, having your teammates basically call you out on your injury. Yeah. They don't know your body. And he took offense to that. Yeah, so I think that's where all this started. But bottom line is Kawhi does not want to be there. He's telling them they better trade him. We all thought he was going to go to the Lakers. Now that deal has kind of fallen through because the Spurs are basically asking for all of the Lakers' young players in return for Kawhi. And it's understandable. I, I think they're doing it knowing the Lakers aren't really going to get it. Do yeah. it. I think the one player that they were asking for that the Lakers are dead set on keeping is Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma. So Lakers want him and Ball and all the rest of them. 
but Lakers aren't trying to give up, you know, the whole kitchen sink just for Kawhi. Yeah. Now that makes and, it interesting. Where does Kawhi go if he does get traded? I think you will get traded. Why don't you go to Boston, man? Why not Boston? There's been talks you, of that. You, you get put there. You're going to the finals in the East. You're but going. I think Danny Ainge is too smart for that. Because here's the thing. All right, this guy keeps saying he's been hurt. He's been hurt. Do I want to take a chance on him being hurt? Plus, if you do get him, you're still only getting that one-year one contract. Year. Yeah. So do you want to take a guy that's going to stay with you definitely for one year and then come next summer he's back in L.A.? And when, because he has said he wants to play in L.A., but that doesn't mean the Lakers. So a lot of people are now speculating that he he could go try to be a Clipper, which I just don't see because that they're a mess now. Yeah, that they've gotten rid of everybody. So I've heard maybe Kawhi to Philly. Yeah, that'd be really nice. But is he going to play? Like, what are you going to get out of him? So, but I don't I don't see Philly making any trades that would. That, would that the Spurs it. would take. Because yeah. they're not going to give up Ben Simmons. They're not going to give up Joel Embiid. And I promise you, one of those guys would have to be in a trade for yeah. Kawhi Leonard. They'll give up everybody else except those two. Exactly. So, I really don't see a way out. Because I think the Spurs are playing hardball. Kawhi's going to play hardball. I really could see it just him sitting out. And I could see this getting... So, I could see this turn into a, some kind of legal battle. Because the NBA is not going to let that become a precedent where, oh, I don't want to play here. I'm just going to sit yeah they don't want that to turn into a thing kind of like the nfl where i mean pretty sure you get fined for that right yeah but like nfl that's a thing now like oh you don't want to pay me money i'm not showing up yeah nba doesn't want that that mess going on they have a pretty good player organization relationship i don't i don't know what's going to happen but i think beginning of the season Kawhi will still be a spur i just don't know if he's going to be playing or not speaking of clippers DeAndre Jordan left the Clippers. I will say good move on the Mavs. They finally got DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. They tried a couple years ago and he bailed last minute. One year, twenty four million for DeAndre. That's hey, that's solid. And I mean DeAndre's a solid player if you have somebody that can kind of yeah, he beat is. him. Um, He's uh one big thing too, C P three. Yeah. Re signed with the Houston Rockets. So that was that was a big speculation too. Year, Forty million a year. Yeah. That's More a, than LeBron. That's big speculation. <laughs> would C P three go play with LeBron? Would LeBron go to Houston? Everybody kind of realized once they paid C P three that kind of money, they wouldn't be able to afford LeBron. So that kind of squashed that that idea. But yeah, Houston's looking solid now. Um as long as Chris Paul can kind of stay healthy next year, we might be in for a repeat of the Western Conference Finals. And I will say that kind of the other real big, real big move. Um, a lot of people thought LeBron might try to get DeMarcus Cousins over to the Lakers from New Orleans. Well, he did leave New Orleans for California, but it was not for the <laughs> Lakers. This man went, and now the Golden State Warriors have an all-star center. They signed him to a $5 million a year contract. $5 million for probably the top center in the game. Top center in the game. On the court. On the, yeah. But there's there's some problems that comes with DeMarcus Cousins. He's been known to be kind of a cancer in the locker room. And this is a locker room that's real big on cohesion and culture. And they get along inside the locker room. I'm kind of worried for the Warriors now bringing this guy from the outside in. He's not like a Kevin Durant. 
DeMarcus has not gotten along in any of his locker rooms. And reports are just coming out today and yesterday that Anthony Davis didn't want him back in New Orleans because he wasn't good in that locker room. Like, this guy's got a reputation now, and here are the chance kind of bringing him in. To be honest, I don't know if they need him, and I think yeah. he might cause more problems than benefits in the locker room. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how it's going to go. I'm not... I mean, to show you how bad it was on on paper, you think like you you got a huge name. You're like, oh man, yeah. they're so good. But yeah, I don't know how the chemistry. I don't think work. he'll be a great fit. And to see how bad it was, like you just said, maybe top center in the game. New Orleans didn't even offer him a deal. New Orleans offered him no deal, and he was on that team for half the year till he tore his Achilles. One, this is a big man coming off an Achilles injury. He's not supposed to be back until February. We'll see if he's even the same player. Two, he got, again, he was injured. The Pelicans still swept Portland in the playoffs without him. So I think it's kind of showing teams, do you really need him? Plus, the Warriors, they go long stretches without ever playing a big man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they would bring JaVale in there or Zaza in there for certain sets, and they would perform well in those sets. DeMarcus is the kind of guy that needs his. And... I think he's going to have to come to terms with sitting on the bench for long stretches during the games. Yeah, he he's not going to average his 25 and 25 points a game like he has been like he did last year. He really might be like 15 points a game. He's still going to get his rebounds. He's a good rebounder, but yeah, you're only going to get 15 points a game. Yeah. So. And really signing one year for 5 million dollars, he's playing for a contract. Yeah, for he next year. he knows next year he has an opportunity to make big money. Is he still going to be all cool with it when he's sitting and he's only playing 20, 25 minutes a game? Teams aren't going to be willing to offer him big money seeing him sit for those long stretches, and the Warriors will still be number one seed. We'll see. I mean, I, I feel like with DeMarcus Cousins' case, I feel like the – because supposedly he called the Warriors pretty much filling them out. And I'm sure the Warriors are like, dude, we got like $5.3 million. We'll give you that. Yeah. Like, that's it. And I don't think they expected Boogie to accept That's that. essentially how it was. Yeah. They're like, here's what we can offer you. This is all we got. And he took it. And he took it. So now you're like, oh, shit. Like, From what I heard, Draymond and Steve Kerr did want him. Because those are both guys who've like been on tougher teams. I mean, Draymond's the tough guy of the team. Yeah. I think he kind of thought, okay, I need. it'd be nice to have another kind of bully. Man, imagine all the text the Warriors are going to get now. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, KD and Draymond, they're always in the top. Yeah. As far as the league leading in text. And then you add DeMarcus, that's it. <laughs> Man, it's going to be text left it's and It's right. going to be ugly. And they're probably going to get get them a lot quicker because now they got the reputation. Yeah. And I would say adding Boogie makes you a lot tougher team. Like, it's not just finesse, shoot all three-pointers. No. Like, no, yeah, they're going to they're gonna bang and they're going to yeah. rough you up. So, it that'll be interesting to see. So, I just hope this year I can stay up for some of these uh, Western Conference games. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're going to have LeBron playing every night mm-hmm. or the Warriors playing every night or Houston playing every night in a marquee game. So, I'm ready for it. You got anything else you want to add about free agency? Any ones I didn't didn't touch on? Uh, One last one. J.J. Redick re-signed with the uh, 76ers. One-year deal worth $13 million, which yeah. I think that's a huge uh, deal for the 76ers. Yeah, I mean, I talked about it. 
in our playoff shows he had a great that year. he was contributing more than people probably thought he would. He had a great year, and supposedly the Lakers were after him, which I I actually said is like LeBron needs to go get JJ Reddick because they need shooters. Yeah, but Philadelphia was able to keep him. Which if I'm him, I'm like, yeah, let me stay in this in the East. Yeah. And one last thing I want to add, like these superstars, not necessarily superstars, but these stars on Western Conference teams that that aren't going to make it, like a Damian Lillard or an Anthony Davis. If I'm in their position. I'm like, I'm out of here. Go I'm going to the East. Yeah. Exactly. Because you, you look at this West, like, dude, it's ridiculous. So that's that's my argument now is everybody's worried, oh, these super teams are ruining the league. Well, no, because you still have – I'd like to argue because I think you still have some really, really strong teams at the top. Okay? You can still have Houston, Lakers. OKC can be in that mix. Warriors. Like, you still have four or five top-tier teams. To me, it's not, oh, like, the super teams. To me, the disparity is how good the Western Conference is versus the Eastern Conference. Because now in the Eastern Conference, you have the Celtics, and then you kind of have the 76ers. And that's yeah. that's, it. that's it. So, like, there have been talks of the owners maybe coming up with a playoff seed where it's not by conference. It's 1 it's through by, 16. It's, it's 1 through 16. And if you do that, it's going to be probably 10 or 12 Western Conference teams and then about four Eastern Conference teams. Well, I, I think that's something that that is very possible that could happen as long as it keeps getting weighted to one yeah, side. and it could happen. And that's I'm saying I think that's where the real problem is. It's not in, oh, these super teams. It's that these super teams are all on the West. Oh, yeah, all on one side. And I've heard people say, oh, well, the players are going to the West because that's where the best players are. I think it's that's where the best teams are ran because I agree with you. People keep hating on Kevin Durant, like the super team. People now, yeah, they've had a KD, they've had a Boogie. People are like, man, these Warriors are just disgusting with how, how they add these stars. You got to remember, Draymond, Clay, and Steph were all drafted. All drafted. Like those are internal guys, and they just happen to blow up and win championships. So Yeah, they won one without KD. Yeah. Like they won one. A homegrown championship. Exactly. And these Western Conference teams really are ran better, maybe than Boston. Danny Ainge is a good GM. But other than that, I mean, 76ers don't even have a GM right now. He got Mm -hmm. fired for (laughs) subtweeting fake (laughs) accounts. So, I mean, you just look at the teams that are ran in the Western Conference. Houston, they're all about their analytics, and they kind of play like money ball type. Like They have like a genius in their front office. Spurs are like the classiest organization. I mean, I used to hate them. But they really are kind of like the Patriots of basketball. Spurs mm-hmm. have just done it the right way for generations. Now you got Golden State. Lakers are a powerhouse that brought in they Jeannie Buss fired her brother because it wasn't working and brought in Magic Johnson. And look, he landed LeBron. Like Western Conference teams are being ran better than the East. I don't think it's all just, oh, that's where the players are. I just think the franchises are better ran. But I think, yeah, that's going to cause some real issues here in the next couple years is, okay, you look at these Eastern Conference playoffs, no TV station is going to even want them. Yeah. I mean, look at this year. The real NBA Finals was that Houston and Golden State Series. And we knew that before the Finals even happened. So, And now it's even worse. Yeah, yeah, now it's even worse. But we're going to have to see, like, 
we've been saying it pretty much since we started the podcast. We were talking like once the playoffs are over, this is the really fun time during the summer when you pretty much just have baseball yeah. going on, which, I mean, we love baseball, but it's it's baseball. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, talking about this free agency, it's a lot It's a lot of fun seeing all these moves and everybody making these, these changes and it's going to continue. Yeah. There's still some quality free agents on the board. All right. Well, that is our NBA free agency. Okay, so moving out of free agency, let's go ahead and talk about this. Happens once every four years. Let's just touch on what's going on with this World Cup. So it's been going on for what, about a month now? No, I think, well, I guess three weeks. Three weeks? Yeah, a month. It feels longer. Maybe that's just because it's on every day. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm at work. I mean, we have TVs, and, like, you just see it in the background at work, uh-huh. and everybody goes crazy. Deal. So, just go ahead. I'm going to let you recap kind of just what's going on right now. Well, for one, the quote-unquote big countries, they're getting knocked out. Germany didn't even make it out of the group stage. Germany was the big upset. Yeah, that, Germany's that they're, number, the they're number one in the world, and they get taken out in the group stage. Spain, Portugal, Argentina, all have knocked out of the tournament. Russia actually put Spain out in PKs. Russia, 71st in the world, is now in the top eight, mm-hmm. the final eight. And that's, they're the lowest seeded, they're a lowest seeded team in the tournament. And now you have this host country in Russia that's in the final eight. So the final eight is Russia, Brazil, of course, Sweden, which somewhat is surprised without our boy Ibrahimovic. Yep. Uruguay, France, Belgium, England, and Croatia. Yep. Croatia, another another surprise. I'd say England's kind of the last real big one in there. Yeah. 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 I'd put Brazil, France, well, and yeah, England Brazil. as far as being huge. My favorites right now, as far as looking at it, I'd probably put France, of course. And I'd probably put Belgium you, up there. You put France above Brazil? Oh yeah, I got yeah. I, I forgot all about Brazil, <laughs> but I put I do Brazil and France. That, yeah, that'll be my top Thanks two right it. now. I'll, I'll say it was that uh the Belgium game, the last match, coming back from a oh when they're down two nil. They, to they were Japan. down. They were down oh, two nil to Japan. Man, Japan, you talk about <laughs> choke. That was, <laughs> that's one it. of the worst chokes. I mean, in a soccer game, soccer match, whatever you want to say. Yeah, Japan was up. 2-0. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, Japan just beat Belgium, and then one of the best teams in the world. Belgium came back, I mean, in what, the last, however long. I I mean, they scored the last one in, in the last minute. I mean, the last time. the last one was the end, but I'm saying it wasn't like... They, they came back in in 30 minutes. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was all in the second half. They were down 2-0, and then I thought, if anything, okay, they might get one. They could maybe tie it. No, they, they came back, and they got three goals in by the end of regulation yeah it's so yeah you look at japan it's like damn we just gave up our 2-0 lead but hey it's 2-2 let's try to get the extra time and they maybe get a pk like said in the last minute and the, yeah in the last minute belgium scores but yeah just just watching this tournament is it's uh it's so exciting i know a lot of people aren't really into it especially here in the u.s because the u.s aren't in it but i mean i could just sit down and watch it because it's it's just so much so exciting and so many so much people around the world have so much relying on it. Yeah. I mean, you have fans crying in the stands when their team loses 
or and even tears of joy when their team wins. You have players crying when they lose. I mean, yeah, you can tell there's some real passion behind it. It's not yeah, like a. It's the biggest sporting event in the world. Yeah. So you know what I enjoy? I mean, to be honest, I coming as a big basketball football fan. What I enjoy about soccer is I can sit down and I can knock out a match in two hours. Yeah, you, so, you know when it's going. No, end. I mean seriously. Yeah. I, like I mean, I love football, but yeah, with when the clock is just stopping over and over again. I mean, you never really know how long you're going to be there. You yeah. really do. You need to dedicate your Sunday afternoon to football mm-hmm. or even basketball games. That's at the you, end. You, you get down to the yeah. last five minutes, all of a sudden that extends out. And I still love both sports, but there is something to be said about soccer. Yeah. All the advertisements are on the jerseys on the field, but they go for that 45 minutes straight. No commercials, no stoppage. Of course they add a few minutes on at the end, but I do like just that flow of the game. It's, it's There's not an interruption in the flow of that game. So it is kind of fun. I mean, like I said, I've had it on at work. And then even, I mean, I've, I'm waking up Saturday mornings because they, they're showing them over here yeah. with the time difference. I'll wake up Saturday morning and I'll sit down with coffee and I'll just watch one of the matches. And it's kind of easy to, to take in. So especially now in this stage that we're in, you, you can't end in a tie. That, yeah. that is every person I talk to that's not a, a, really a fan of soccer. That's we all have the same complaint, especially like a like a regular season game. You sit down for 90 minutes. It ends 0-0 or 1-1. Yeah, there's overarching factors of, oh, they, they get like a point or something. But to, to just watch that game, it's not instant gratification. Here in the World Cup, now you're at this point. There is no tie. If it gets to that point, they play a overtime, and then you're going straight to PKs. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not gonna lie. I know you and me kind of have different opinions. Like you think PKs kind of suck because at that point it's like, oh man, this really decides the game. But that that Uruguay or was it Uruguay? Who was it that had just the other day that went like both goalies were blocking? Oh, like that two was, or three. That was the Switzerland what? Sweden game, I think. No, it was a, oh Croatia. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's Croatia and Switzerland, I think. Yeah, yeah, because and both both keepers both were goalies. playing really good. So that was exciting as it gets because yeah, it wasn't just five goals to five goals. Like both goalies blocked about two or three. I think PKs are exciting. They're exciting, you know. But like before, I became like a a, a a big soccer fan. Like yeah, you think of PKs like oh yeah, this is like fun, like exciting, and like I know. A couple of my buddies that are really into soccer is like, man, like I hate PK. Like you don't hate them, but it's like, cause you have look at Russia when Russia played Spain last week. Russia was playing four PKs, cause when you get to PKs, anything can happen. Like there's, there's not. I mean, there's still skill involved, like definitely, but anything can happen because a keeper is guessing. You you have a fifty percent chance, so you might have the best keeper in the world, like Spain did. And if you just guess wrong a couple of times and then their keeper guesses right, then you're down. But I mean, it's still very exciting though. Yeah. P- you can't beat PKs as far as the excitement and scoring that winning goal. And I think that's one of my like, like sport dreams is scoring a goal in like a world cup and just having that crowd yeah. go crazy. Cause like, man, it it's, I mean, I'll be honest, it's like, electric. the games I've been watching, I'm not, a lot of ones I watch, I'm not rooting for anybody. And I just get excited 
when there's a shot on goal oh, by yeah. either team. Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds kind of crazy. Like, I don't really care one way or the other. But just when you actually do get a shot on goal, like, I'm definitely kind of jumping up. And yeah. then when somebody does make it, like, it's just exciting. It's not even my team. Mm-hmm. So I agree. World Cup, it's been entertaining so far, and uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes from here. But, I, I mean, I think this is definitely a good one. And, I mean, the crowds have been, like you said, that that's part of what makes it fun is you see how into it these crowds get. Yeah, for and sure. a lot less Vuvuzelas than when it was in Brazil. <laughs> so I appreciate that. All right, so moving on from the World Cup. It's that time again. It's time for... Last call. So, last call. Usually we uh kind of rant on something that, you know, easier, has either happened in sports or it might be something that doesn't have to do with sports, but this is just kind of the last little segment to wrap things up. I'm switching it up a little bit on this one. I was told we need to have a few more, few more kind of hypothetical discussions or overarching discussions in terms of greatness and history. Right. And I do got a good one. <laughs> Is it the LeBron Jordan debate? No. <laughs> it's close. It's close. It's cliche. <laughs> so LeBron has just become a Laker. Has not played one game as a Laker. He's going to go out. Oh, best Laker of all time? He's No, not, not <laughs> best Laker of all time. Because I don't think either of these guys are in that discussion. But LeBron's going to go out. has not played one game. He'll go out end of October, beginning of November, play his first game as a Laker. With him not even playing one game, who do you think is either A, the better Laker or the better player overall between him and Kobe? <laughs> yeah, when LeBron went to decide it, you know, you have all these graphics like online and on Twitter like, oh, like how is he in as far as like the, the hierarchy of Laker grades? I don't. I don't think you can put him in there yet. He hadn't played a game. I think you you do that when he's at the like when he's done. I mean, granted, he's top two player ever, like LeBron is. So he's definitely going to be up there when he's done. But if he doesn't win a ring with the Lakers, I don't think you put him up there with Kobe and Magic. I don't think you do. He's still going to be top two player ever. But I don't know about that. He is top two. LeBron is top two player ever. If even if he doesn't ring, I don't win a ring. all that. Well, so we'll he's not even number two. Who's number two? There, you gotta look at some of these guys. Oh, you are talking about like, like the old days and woo do woo. But no, I'm talking. <laughs> but he would still be up there. It's not gonna hurt his legacy. But it's you can't put him in the a hierarchy up in the in the Lakers. You look at Jordan. He's not the greatest wizard player ever. You know, shit, he might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll put Baron Davis over him. Actually, I Baron Davis on the Wizards. Yeah, Baron Davis. His Warriors. Baron Davis. Oh, I'm thinking Gilbert Arenas. Oh, Gilbert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Gilbert. Yeah, Gilbert. Yeah, but um, but Le- Michael at the end of the career, I probably, guns in the I'd probably room. put I probably put John Wall over <laughs> the greatest wizard. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But but no, that's that's what I'm. Saying is, yeah, I get what if, you're saying. Yeah, if LeBron doesn't do anything in the Lakers, you can't be like, well, he's number two all time. Then you have to put like number one all time with so the Lakers. If, he, if like, he don't do anything, so say four years come by, they don't win a ring. And which then I, he, I, to be honest, I don't think yeah, I don't think he's gonna win. Say one. they don't win a ring, like he's been pretty solid and he's 
say he just decides to retire. I don't think he will. He's still a freak of nature. But say he's like, you know what? I'm going to hang it up. Four years from now, they don't want to ring. All right, he's not one of the best Lakers ever. Do you still got him above Kobe at that point? No, not in the Lakers. Hierarchy. No, I'm talking about overall. Like in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, he's over Kobe. He's over Kobe now. With his, what, three rings? Yeah, he's a better player than Kobe is. I mean, I know it's not all about the rings, but Kobe's got five. Yeah, Kobe does have five. But right now, I'm saying LeBron James. I think LeBron James is the greatest player ever. I think he's better than, than Jordan. And I'm playing devil's advocate because I'm not a big Kobe guy either. Yeah, I, I know you're not. Wait, I, I'm probably more of a bigger Kobe guy than you are. But, I mean, yeah, Kobe's great. But, yeah, I think LeBron's better. Yeah, I know his his rings or whatever. I just you just look at his all around all around play as far as making everybody around him better. So so say and doing the most with less. So say he does stick around. Say it takes them a couple years to get things going. Maybe the Warriors kind of start to fall apart. Guys, they've dynasties can only last so long. Maybe Clay wants to go make his money somewhere. He's had a good run. KD maybe decides to go somewhere else. Say after two years, say LeBron wins two in a row. Oh wow! Then say yeah, years three and four, he get, he gets a couple rings for the Lake Show. Yeah, so yeah, and if, so the greatest Laker it'd still be Magic and Kobe. They're kind of they can go one and two, in my opinion. I, then LeBron would be three. I, think. I don't even I don't even got Kobe at number two for the Lakers. You got Kareem up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to think See, that's it. another one you got to Kareem's think. the all-time leading scorer. Yeah, all the players the Lakers have had. And then you'll have a lot of people put Wilt Chamberlain up yeah. there. Because he was great. And, I, I mean, that's kind of the older generation, but it's not the old, old generation. Like, Wilt was killing it in the 70s. So, you got Wilt Chamberlain up there. And then, at that point, it becomes, I think you kind of look at, all right, Shaq and Kobe. Which one? Yeah, and then you have Shaq, too. Like, they have, they have so, but... Back back to what the initial question was: Is LeBron better than Kobe as far as, or where does LeBron rank in the yeah, Lakers? So okay, so if LeBron won two two rings with the Lakers in this four year stretch, do you put him as a better Laker than Kobe? No. Do you because when you say better Laker, you got to look at Laker. Do you so? Do you think like he can never surpass Kobe as a Laker? No, unless he wins five rings. So you think that's like. It's just about the number of rings he gets as a Laker. Yeah, I think so. Now, it would be a story, a great story, too, because Lakers have been in the dumps for the last four or five years. See, I think that to, that would have to count for something that he like brought them to bring from them back. the depths of basketball. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think so, too. But I think when you ask these like Lake Show, these diehard Lakers fans, they're going to they're gonna love Kobe before – LeBron. I mean, they they love LeBron now because he's on their team. Yeah. But when I don't know, ten years from now, when they're all retired, they're like, "Yeah, Kobe was that dude. He's the best Laker of all time." I don't even know if I know any Lakers fans like that. Teague's a big Laker fan. Mm. And your boy Carvel. Shout out to Teague. Yeah, shout out to Teague. I know Chris Wilson. He's a Lake Show fan now. Well, now, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, trust me, Lakers fans are everywhere. It's like every, oh, oh, every Warriors fans are everywhere. Boston fans are everywhere. Trust me, I've, I've, I know Laker fans are everywhere. They're annoying. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when Kobe was doing good, it's all great. I haven't seen him anywhere in the last couple of years. but Yeah, they, they've been hiding. But no, that, that's a good topic. I mean, I got to 
Well, how do? What do you think about? So again, I was playing devil's advocate because I just wanted <laughs> to, to see what you how you'd push back. I'm kind of in agreement. I don't think LeBron can ever be a better Laker because Kobe, man, and as I've matured, I've gotten like a lot more respect for a lot of these guys, like Kobe, yeah, even like Tim Duncan. Like I used to hate Tim Duncan. <laughs> I mean, as bad How as that can sounds, you hate Tim Duncan, man, because I was I like Dirk and the Mavs, <laughs> and other than the Hawks, I had I, I rep the Mavs, but I used to hate Tim Duncan. No, but I used to hate Kobe. Brent was Kobe, like Kobe was Brent's boy. He <laughs> loved Kobe, and uh, I don't know. I just, but now I'm older, and I look at like how Kobe was just like a workhorse. Like yeah. that man, he just ticks on another level where. All he did was eat, sleep, basketball, in the gym every day. I mean, he really was. His game was modeled after Mike. Like, he was Michael Jordan 2.0. I mean, I think he got a lot of flack for that, too, because, like, a lot of his moves, like, he just tried looking like Mike. Yeah. But, man, Kobe, I mean, I think he was way more clutch than LeBron. Oh, heck yeah. Even, I mean, this. Kobe might be the most clutchest player ever. This this playoff run I've said okay I'll finally stop saying LeBron's not clutch this this playoff run he's been clutch yeah but this is his 15th year <laughs> like Kobe man he's he's did some stuff that's just like and he he has that killer instinct yeah that everybody says that LeBron doesn't which and I agree he doesn't have that exactly killer instinct. and that's why I, I mean Kobe got five three with Shaq and two with then Powell. two with Pau Gasol which Paul was a good set piece, and I mean those were solid teams. Ron Artest, Lamar Odom, like he had good pieces around yeah. him, but they weren't like great teams. I think when they brought Powell, that like changed up their whole style, and they were played pretty well again. But he was Kobe did stick it out there for a few years where it was rough, and Lakers really weren't anything to talk about. And I got to give Kobe credit for that too, for sticking it out. Yeah. And there was one point like, he wanted to trade, yeah. and it didn't happen. But, I mean, the man just knew how to put the ball in the hoop. He did. I think LeBron, yeah, is a better teammate, and that will always be a criticism. Kobe was a ball hog. He'll take a shot on four guys before he passes it to you. But, man, he just kind of ticked on another level. I think LeBron might be a smarter player. And I, I agree, which, I'm again, I was told we got to get it, get it going a little bit, but we're kind of agreeing. I think LeBron – finishes off as a better player than Kobe. I don't know, though. He's not going to be a better If LeBron, if it's all said and done, and LeBron still only has three damn rings at the end of the day for how big and a freak athlete he is, then I don't know. I'll start, if in five, six years, I'll start reevaluating things. Because we're just coming off of seeing what LeBron did with this team, and it was an amazing run. But if he ends up with only three rings. Which I think he is. I don't think he's going to win another one. I really don't. Well, yeah, like in five years and like 2-1 might get mad at me about this, but like if he only ends with three rings, I don't want to say it's all about the rings, but like that's kind of a disappointment at the end of the day. Yeah, so that brings up the question like is it all about the rings? Because Steph Curry has three rings right now. So let's say Steph Curry wins one more. He has four rings. Let's say he finishes out career like playing at the kind of at the level he is. Is he a better player than LeBron? I don't think he's a better player than LeBron, but – because uh, I obviously he was on a beast team. I don't think Curry on the Bobcats playing at his level is winning championships. Yeah. He's on a good team, but you still gotta give him props. He's a two time MVP. Yeah. Like he he is still a great player and he changed the whole game. 
But no, I wouldn't say, oh, he's better than LeBron. I will say, like, you do have to look at the skill and the team they're on at some point. But at the same time, like, you look at some of the teams, like, LeBron was on the Heat and went 2-2. Two and two. Mm. Like, that's kind of a disappointment for that team. Now, this Cavs, I don't think they ever set him up for success, and I think that's why he left. And I got no issue with that. But I don't know. At the end of the day, for if it's LeBron and he's only got three rings, yeah, he starts to move down in my book. As of right now, I got him higher than Kobe as an all-time player. But yeah, Kobe's, I think for, especially like for our generation, we grew up like Kobe was the Lakers. I think what will help LeBron, because yeah, I don't think he's going to get any more rings. Not being a, a focal point. He might get one like, I don't know, when he's like later in his years. I guess later as in like five, six years. But I, I don't think he's going to get any more. So I think he's going to end up with three three rings. So you look at it. Damn, I lost my train of thought. If he ends up with three rings, I might put him below Kobe. I'll say, man, LeBron was a better oh. like piece. LeBron, you could fit him on any team and they would win games yeah you can put LeBron in any team yeah I agree and yeah he's owned the league but I I think the one thing that will help if LeBron finishes three will help propel him into number one number two status is all the records he's gonna have because all the records he has now I I think the only record he's not gonna break was Kareem's scoring record yeah and I mean that's the is, only he, record I think he's gonna be number one in every he's single probably the record. best like at just every all single around. like he's probably the best like every single aspect of the game player, but that does not make him the best player ever because when it comes time to perform, you got to show up. And I, again, I'm not knocking him because this last year was amazing. And right now I do have him above Kobe. So I just don't know if at the end of his career, if he's still looking like this, if I could still say that, but yeah, what, who would I rather have on my team? I'd probably have rather have LeBron on my team I mean, I wouldn't ever. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't want Kobe on my team. But there's something to say for that. That Mamba mentality. Yeah. And if I was building a team for the playoffs, <laughs> I pick Kobe. Exactly. But, yeah, but as far as building a franchise, you pick LeBron. I mean, you gotta look at even Kobe's last game. He knew he was going out, put up sixty points, like yeah. off like seventy shots. Yeah. That's just Kobe being Kobe. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, I think in terms of like the Lakers, Mount Rushmore, or whatever. I kind of agree with you. I don't know if LeBron can ever get up there. Now, if he stays there f- four, five, six years, and he gets two or three rings, now, yeah, now he, you're saying then, something. Then he might, he, he might brought move him, on up, brought him back from the depths. Yeah, so I think it'll be interesting to see. As a, but yeah, the question was with LeBron not have had playing a game yet, in Kobe's whole career, who's a better Laker? Because I think there's there might be some knuckleheads out there right now saying, oh, well, LeBron's a better player. So you got to already put him above Kobe. I don't think he can do that. I mean, yeah, there's already people out there doing it. Yeah. Chris. So, yeah, 2-1. Chris. <laughs> but, all right, well, yeah, that that was fun. I just wanted to get into that. So, everybody, glad to be back. It was a month. It's been fun. Yeah, been fun. So we're, we're back in it now. No no more time off. So we'll be back back next week. This one should come out probably about Saturday. So, Saturday was it? July 7th. And uh, then we'll be recording again middle of next week. Put it out for Thursday. So, 
It's been a good one. You got anything left to say? Uh, just remember, subscribe to us on the Apple uh, podcast app. Ballers on Tap, obviously. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Ballers on Tap. If you got an Android, hit us up on Stitcher. That's where at, you can find us. At Ballers on Tap. Yep. And uh, last words. I mean, it's definitely fun. It's fun being back. Yeah. I, I've missed this in my life, but we had to, you know how it is. You got to take a little summer vacation. Yeah. This man had to go get engaged. So. <laughs> yeah. You, you know how it is. Priorities. But no, I'm glad to be back. I'm looking forward to bringing this show to you guys every week. Yeah. Especially as the second half of the baseball season gets going. Things start now, wrapping up. We'll, now that I've bought in, yeah. I'm ready. Well, we'll get started devoting a little more time to baseball as well. So, all right. That's KK. I'm EK. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. This was Ballers on Tap. <laughs>